And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air, this is... Evie right back with Midweek Musings. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Midweek Musings. If you're new here, my name is Evie Breidbach. I'm a sophomore student at SAU, and I am studying to obtain an English degree with minors in multimedia journalism and digital media production. As I'm recording this, I'm currently sitting in the closet of my childhood home, (laughs) home for the weekend, and I thought I would record a couple podcast episodes while I'm here because the closet acoustics are where it's at. But I'm also home alone, and I'm about to record something spooky, so we'll see how I feel by the end of this. But yes, if you haven't been following along, during October, we're doing things a little differently than usual. So we're doing a mini-series that I like to call Midweek Mysteries. Last week, we talked about a haunting of Ambrose Hall right here on campus, and then a very spooky occurrence that happened to me in real life, and if either of those topics seem to interest you, definitely go listen. If you haven't put two and two together yet, during the October series, we're discussing like chilling, terrifying, real stories usually that may just leave you too scared to sleep. This week's theme was one that was done unintentionally but it honestly was kind of funny. (laughs) We're going to be focusing on real-life stories that have happened to dads, hence the title of the podcast. I was worried about the title of this episode not really making sense, but I have to trust my audience. If there's one thing that I've learned about creation of content of any form is that you can lead your audience to water, but you cannot make them drink. So if you're writing something, drawing something, whatever form of media it may be, You have to always trust your audience to take the understanding to the next level because, you know, if you spell it out for them, it's just too easy. There's two stories from my friend's dad and then one from my very own papa, but I digress. It is time for our first story. This first story... Oh, thank God. I finally got my headphones figured out. I was literally just talking and not hearing it in my headphones and I was like, why do I sound so muffled? Because I'm stupid, that's why. Just kidding. I'm not going to self-deprecate on my live podcast. So this first story was sent to me by one of my best friends since third grade, Emma. And she is a type of person who has had tons of odd experiences in her life. And by people who know Emma, you know what I mean. But despite all that, this is actually her dad's story. So when I say I or my in this story, just know that it's being told from the point of view of her dad. So, yes, let's get into it. When my wife and I had just had our twin babies in 2004, we bought our first home in Parkersburg, Iowa. Everything was as it should be when you're at that stage of life. I loved this new house, every part, except the master bedroom. Night after night, I always felt this sense of dread, like I was being watched. It just felt wrong. Felt like something bad had happened there. And night after night, my sleeping mind was haunted by the worst nightmares of my life. Sleep paralysis became an old friend, with faceless demons strolling around my bedroom. I didn't say a word to my wife because I was about to be deployed in the army and didn't want her to be scared of being there alone, especially with our babies. Years later, in about 2010, I was out of the army and we had moved to a new house. We were reminiscing 
about this very first home of ours. My wife looked me dead in the eyes and said, you know, I loved that house, except for our bedroom. I always felt weird, like I was being watched or something. And I had some really scary dreams there too. I had always cast this experience off as my being paranoid, but now it seems like something sinister may have been at play. Thank God we moved. That was a short little story, so it's right back to good old me. And again, it is this recurring theme of having more than one person experiencing something creepy that they can't explain. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. This, this idea makes me question everything I know about paranormal activities. Now, especially when I know Emma's dad, and he doesn't seem like the type to make something up like this. Now, according to science, fear has the ability to change our perception and make it seem like something bigger might be at play, like a ghost. I had to do some research on this, okay? Because I was like, what scientifically would make somebody think that they were experiencing something paranormal if they weren't actually so they said fear you know but then I thought it's their house you know they're not in some creepy cemetery or an abandoned warehouse they're literally in their bedroom so they have no reason to be afraid so it's not like they have this like underlying fear that's creating like a ghost you know, I was trying to do some research about why people get weird feelings like this, but none of it could explain why Emma's dad would get a weird feeling in this house, like he was being watched. Especially the fact that her mom had that feeling as well, and they both didn't feel the need to vocalize it, because if they were scared, they would have said something. It just felt off, you know? And if they both have that same feeling, oh, I don't even know. (sighs) So I'm glad that they moved. If it was me in that situation... I also probably would have cast it off as being paranoid or like, oh, you know, I just get a weird vibe because I oftentimes gaslight myself (laughs) about feelings like that because I'm, you know, I feel like we all probably do. They can't really ever go back and like experience that again because it's so you kind of have to just live with knowing like, oh my God, there was maybe a ghost there or like something weird or a spirit or I don't know. So now they just have to like wonder about it their whole life. But anyways, we have more stories to get to, so let's move on. This next story comes from my friend and current roommate, Hannah, and again, it's her dad's story, so I'm going to be telling it from his point of view. When I was a teenager, there was this rumor in my hometown. There was an abandoned house out in the country, and it was not far from where I lived. Apparently, if you pulled up to it, something creepy would happen. So of course, one day, I decided to try exactly that. I wanted to know if the rumor was true. In the dead of night, I got in my car and drove to the very abandoned house I had been warned against countless times. The house was in disarray as I had suspected. The grass hadn't been mowed in a long time, the windows were grimy, and the shingles were falling off the roof. But just like legend said, I decided to pull my car into the driveway, and I honked the horn. Then I threw the car in reverse and pulled out of the driveway, my heart beginning to race as I remembered what was supposed to happen next. My eyes were glued on the rear view mirror as I drove away from the house, and sure enough, just like the legend said, a car pulled out of the driveway where I had just been not seconds ago. (laughs) 
there hadn't been a car. I picked up speed, unsure if I wanted to follow through with the next part, but I came here for a reason. After I'd driven a good distance from the house, being pursued by this phantom car, I slammed on the brakes. The pair of headlights behind me continued, and I anticipated the impact of a car, but there was none. The headlights continued through the back of the car, through me, and out into the night beyond. I watched in horror as the headlights vanished from sight. Wow. <laughs> wow. When I first heard that this had actually happened to somebody that I know, I was kind of shocked. Because if it was somebody I didn't know, I would assume that they would be lying or making it up for, you know, attention or even fudging the details a little bit. But, like, Hannah's dad doesn't seem like the type of person to do that. He's a pretty down-to-earth guy, you know. I can't even imagine, like, what would be going through my head if I was in that situation. And I would, I was about to say I would never even put myself in that situation because I'm such a skeptic. But then again, I probably would because... I'm such a skeptic and be like, oh, that would never happen. So I'm going to go and like prove it wrong, you know? So yeah, if I was in that situation, I probably would have screamed my head off and then just literally passed out on the spot. What would it even feel like to have headlights go through your body? Hannah's dad, if you're listening, I'm curious. What did that feel like? Because that's wild. Also, I don't know if he went alone because she didn't specify, but I would never have gone alone to that. So if he did go alone, like what? That's something else right there. I wanted to do a little more research into this one because I thought maybe there was a common experience that a lot of people have because I one time thought I saw a car without a driver. Like I was at my friend's house who lives out in the country and I swear to God that this car was not being driven by anybody and I freaked out. But by the time I tried to get someone else to look at it, it was gone. <laughs> so I'm like, I wonder if there is this like common experience of like seeing phantom cars where they like come in and out of sight in the blink of an eye or they don't seem to have a driver. By the way, remember this part for later. You'll know why. But this specific story of headlights like going through your body is different from anything I could find online. The scary, I think the scariest part of the story is the headlights going through because I'm like, other than the fact that the, the car wasn't in the driveway before and then it pulls out of the driveway, that is pretty scary. But it's like, okay, maybe he just didn't see it, you know, and it's a car just pulling out of the driveway. But the headlights continued through his body. Like, okay, no, no, no freaking thanks. This also reminds me of... A story I've heard in another podcast where, like, you can drive your car under a bridge, put it in neutral, and then it starts rolling uphill, and, like, a ton of people have done it, and it works. I don't know. That's just the vibe that it gives me. Like, same genre of thing. I wonder if there's anyone anywhere around me that has, like, a crazy thing like that, because I would love to try it out. Only if it's harmless, of course, because I'm not talking about, like, you drive up to a house and a guy comes out and shoots you. Like, no, I want ghosts, not murder. But anyways, you guys are so lucky because you get three whole stories this week since the other two were kind of short. So we should move on to the last one. This story is from my very own dad, who is an avid listener, so I'm excited to feature him on the podcast. So Joshy B, if you're listening, thanks for sending in your story. And if you haven't picked up on the pattern thus far, this is told from his perspective as well. So when I say I, I'm talking about my dad's perspective. I had been at my now mother-in-law's house and was headed back home. 
As you know, it's not a very long drive between houses, only about two or three minutes. But it is out in the country, and 23 years ago, there were much fewer houses out in that area. In fact, at that time of night, it would be pretty unusual to see anyone else on the road during that short drive. As I was approaching my street, Derby Grange Road, I noticed that there was a car sitting at the intersection where it connected to the main road. It just looked like it had stopped at the stop sign and was waiting to turn out onto the main road. However, there was no other traffic around, and with me making a right turn, a person wouldn't need to be at that stop sign for long at all. A quick stop and go would be just fine. As I came up to the intersection and started turning onto Derby Grange Road, I saw that this car was an older car. Not like a super old Model T or something, but one of those big long boats of a car that you might have had in the late 70s or early 80s. That wasn't too weird. People drive old cars all the time. I turned onto the road, and as I did so, I looked out my window at the car and saw the driver and the passenger, but I wasn't prepared for what I saw. They both looked very old and extremely pale. And as I was turning, they looked directly at me, completely deadpan faces heads turning to follow me as I turned. In that instant, I got the most unnerving feeling I probably have ever had. Then, as I finished my turn and looked in the rear view mirror, I saw the car turn around and start to follow me down Derby Grange Road. I practically pushed the gas pedal through the floorboard, hoping to set a new land speed record to my house. When I pulled into our driveway, I went off-road immediately and drove around to the backside of the house. I got back there and killed the lights, engine, and made no sound. Back then, we had a line of trees along the road, so it wouldn't have been too easy for anyone to see into the backyard. I saw that car come down Derby Grange Road going slower than one would normally go, but they didn't stop or turn, and thankfully kept going past my house. I ran inside as quickly as I could. I still have no idea what that was, but it scared me, and I actually just got goosebumps writing this all down. I cannot believe that in 19 years of my life, I have never heard this story. <laughs> I called my dad out in an email for that, and he was like, probably because you would have been scared. I'm kidding. This is insane, and I feel like... No offense to my dad if he's listening. I feel like he's kind of a skeptic about this kind of stuff. So it's like, like me. So it's like, obviously his first train of thought wouldn't be, oh, that's definitely a ghost. Because like, that wouldn't be, I feel like that's probably not most people's train of thought. But like the fact that he instantly got a creeped out feeling tells me something must have been super off. And like, I don't know. That's that's just so unsettling to think about, like watching their heads turn to follow you down the road. And then if they had just continued on, it wouldn't have been as weird. But it's the fact that they would have had to pull an entire U-turn to go down Derby Grange and follow him. That's the weirdest part, because even if it wasn't a ghost, even if it was humans, that's still creepy as heck. Like you don't do a U-turn and then. Fo oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh my god. What was that? 
There's a weird sound coming from outside my closet door. My bedroom door is open. What? When, when did I open that? You're joking right now. Well, on that note, it's time to conclude this episode before I get murdered because too much more and I'm going to pee my pants and we can't have that. So after that, I'm definitely more sold on the idea of paranormal activity being real because it's literally happening to people I know because it's literally happening to people I know and people that I trust telling me these stories. So they have to be telling me the truth. And honestly, how else do you explain these stories other than ghosts? Ugh, like seriously, at the beginning of this pod, like this mini series, I was like, at the beginning of this mini series, I thought this is going to be fun, entertain the viewers with some little ghosty stories. And now (laughs) I'm like, oh, now I'm very confused. And each week it gets a little bit more. I'm on the side of ghosts are real. Still not entirely sold, but oh, so confused. Guys, I have one more episode planned for Midweek Mysteries, and we're going to go out with a bang, so come back for that next week. But in the meantime, stay scared, because you'll be safer that way. And I'll see you next time on Midweek Mysteries. (laughs) Midweek Musings airs at 6.30 on Wednesday nights on 106.1 FM in the Quad Cities area. But you can also find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM, St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University.